0: Section 10 of Unvarnished Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by John Brandon. Unvarnished Tales by William McKay. Section 10 A Dishonored Bill. The bill itself, considering the prospects of the acceptor, was not a very alarming amount. He was heir to the baronetcy and 50,000 pounds per annum. The bill was for a monkey, or in more intelligible phraseology, than that usually adopted by the acceptor himself, for the sum of 500 pounds sterling. The extraordinary circumstance about the bill was that the acceptor, Harry German, paid Abednego of Throgmorton Street, interest at the rate of 60% per annum for the accommodation and that in addition he had to take part of the proceeds in the shape of a park hack which he found difficulty in selling to a cab proprietor for a five-pound note the consideration deducted from the bill in respect of this animal was fifty pounds harry jermyn was a mauvais sujet that is to say he was a young gentleman kept by his father on a short allowance he gambled a little went to all the races, was a member of the Raleigh and other social centres of similar kind, and evinced a considerable interest in the drama. That is to say, at theatres where the sacred lamp was kept burning. In fact, he resembled hundreds of other young men of our acquaintance, and probably he would not have been called a mauvais sujet, were it not that the old baronet restricted him to means inadequate to supply his simple desires mr abednego was not a mauvais sujet he was a most respectable man had a house in mayfair another in richmond and a mansion in scotland which he modestly called his shooting box he occasionally entertained live lords who borrowed his money and sneered at him behind his back he had contrived to obtain a seat on a county bench and was a colonel of volunteers in the same happy county by reason of which he was known to society at large as Colonel Abednego. When Harry Jermyn's bill fell due, he rushed down in a hansom to Abednego's office in Throgmorton Street, and was after an ominous delay admitted to the sanctum of the great Abednego himself. That potentate did not rise, but nodded quickly to his visitor, with a short and by no means encouraging, "'Mornin!' harry was a man with a fine flow of animal spirits and was not to be dashed by the studied coolness of his reception i say old chappie he replied with the greatest good humour what's the matter feel a little chippy this morning or lost a point or two at sixpenny whist last night eh mr jermyn this is the city said the money-lender what is your business well the fact is old boy answered german sitting on the edge of the table opposite the financier that damn bill of mine falls due tomorrow well and of course you'll renew of course i'll do nothing of the kind answered abednego rising and taking out his watch harry's jaw fell considerably His former experience of this exemplary man had not prepared him for this. It had only prepared him for the incurring of fresh interest and the possession of park hacks, anything but fresh. But look here, old man, I must have the coin, don't you know? Young German considered this sort of argument unanswerable. His host resumed his seat, and looking the young man in the face said, "'Well, I found her expensive myself. "'I'm not surprised that you do.' "'Harry jumped from his seat on the table and exclaimed, "'What in Hades do you mean?' "'I mean Baby Somerville of the frivolity.' "'You scoundrel!' shouted the borrower. "'She is my wife. "'I have married her.' "'You lie!' quietly answered Mr. Abednego. "'Of course a blow followed.' when Abednego pulled himself together and wiped the blood from his face, he said in tones now quivering with rage, You young scoundrel! You shall suffer for this! That was the end of the interview. German withdrew at once, wrathful and defeated, and next day the bill for a monkey was dishonored. Now, strange as it may appear, Harry German had really married baby Somerville of the frivolity, a shapely, vain, and heartless woman, incapable of an affection, except perhaps for some brute of a chorus man. There was a period in her career, however, when she was considered chic by a certain number of men about town. German unfortunately allowed his passion to take an honourable direction. He wanted to have her all to himself, and she knowing him to be heir to a baronetcy, without any conventional coyness, consented to be his wife. But at the time of his marriage, and until he heard it on the day before his bill was dishonoured, he had no suspicion that Abednego had been among the admirers of his wife, and when he taxed her with it, she denied the fact with such accent of sincerity that he clasped her to his heart, and called her by a hundred endearing names." he was you see an indubitable mauvais sujet mr and mrs german were spending the early days of their married life on the upper thames where, to her credit be it said the lady affected a pretty interest in waving corn and floating lily leaves and shrilling larks and other beauties which i am told abound in the neighbourhood of that incomparable stream and on the Sunday following the unpleasant interview with the magnate of Throgmorton Street, Mr. German was sculling his young bride in the skiff, which he had purchased for her, and called after her name. It was a glorious July day, and the river was crowded with craft of every description. The lock at... was open and half full when they reached it, German took his skiff gently in, and held on to the side of a launch, the deck of which was crowded with laughing women and men in gorgeous array. In the cabin a lunch was laid, and cases of champagne reposed pleasantly in the stern. German cursed his indiscretion a moment after, when he discovered that a number of the sirens on deck were members of the frivolity chorus. But the worst was to come abednego flashing with diamonds exquisitely rattled as to his cheeks stood at the tiller and addressing mrs jermyn said with an air of easy familiarity "Hullo, baby how you gettin on eh that was bad enough but when harry turned sharply round on his wife he saw her big eyes turned longingly on the resplendent hebrew and her smile cast boldly on his painted countenance. At that moment, the devil entered into German's soul as surely as ever it took possession of the Gadarene swine. His lips turned blue; his face was livid, but he made no other sign. His was the last boat to leave the lock. He rowed steadily on, and never spoke to the woman he had loved so well and so unwisely. Mr. Abednego had enjoyed a real good time on board the launch, and on his way down, stopped at the famous riparian village of—here also German landed some time after. He sent his wife home by train, and put up at the same hotel as that occupied by his opulent rival. No one ever knew how it happened. Close to the village there was a lock, and by the lock is what is called a hook a horseshoe of water running round from a point above it and after making a vast circuit emerging at a point below for the most part this hook is shallow but in places it is deep as the wells described by herodotus at six o'clock on the following morning abednego who was fond of the water repaired to a remote part of the hook five minutes after harry german also proceeded to the bathing-place he must however have selected a spot out of sight of the colonel for that gentleman was unfortunately drowned without germans ever having seen him a certain mark was discovered round Bednego's throat but the coroner very sagely informed the jury that with that they had nothing to do it might be a mark of long standing Mr. German volunteered evidence as to having seen nobody in the vicinity of the hook. Verdict in, accordance with such evidence as was produced. Accidental death. Six months afterwards the famous case of German versus German, Smith, Jones, and another, was heard, which, as the public will recollect, resulted in a verdict for the husband, who is now a prematurely aged and curiously reticent man. The inheritor of a baronetcy and fifty thousand pounds a year. End of section ten.